Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into an absolutely fantastic episode of Bar Talk. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, happy Thursday, happy Friday, happy Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it is that you are listening to this. I hope you're having the best day ever. And guys, if it's not going the way you want, you have the power to turn it around and make it extraordinary. Okay, episode 75 from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening on in. If you are a returning customer of mine coming to the bar, guys, thank you so much for listening on in. I appreciate it more than you know. If you are a newcomer here, guys, welcome on in. Uh, come on in, enjoy the conversation with us. Grab a beer, grab a beverage. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. It can be. If you're under the age of 21, I suggest that you don't drink alcohol. I have to say that, okay? I'm told I'm, I need to say that. That's kind of ironic that I'm saying that. You'll understand why later in the conversation, okay? But guys, I'm so excited about today's episode for a number of reasons. Uh, today I'm going back to college. Woohoo! Didn't think that would happen. Uh, guys, my guest today is my old college coach, Terry Colhan. I had a, I, I quoted him in the episode when I talked about uh, Not So Sweet Home Chicago. If you haven't listened to that, you can listen to it after this one. But uh, Terry, I always wanted to have him on since I started this, but I always said I, if I was going to have it on, it had to be in person. So I was very happy that we were able to do it in person. I don't I don't think I've talked on here about my uh, crazy college adventures. <laughs> that story is coming, so stay tuned. But I bounced around a lot. Three schools, three years, three states, three years, two different time zones. I started out down in Miami, Florida for my freshman year. Sophomore year, went to Southwest Minnesota State University in the town of Marshall, Minnesota. Population when I was there was uh, around 14,000 people. Think it's still the same. I, I didn't actually check the thing when I drove in. Uh, and then I ended up finishing at DePaul. So, uh, but again, Marshall, I was only there for one year, but I always say uh, Minnesota has a very special place in my heart. You'll learn about that in the conversation that I have with Terry and just how important this place is to me, that those people are to me and how important that volleyball program is. So I guess I should start by saying that um, going back was bittersweet. You know, we were missing someone that, uh, yeah, just there's no other way to say it besides it just sucked. Uh, one of my old coaches, uh, Paul Superior, uh, God, do, do I just love that man. He passed away last October and uh, uh Paul did this thing. I never, I had never seen it before in my entire life until I think we had, it was like a post game and uh, we were going to meet a bunch of the booster club people. And Paul had a Coors Light with olives in there. And I just remember looking at him being like, what, what are you doing? So we'll, we're going to call that a Marshall martini. Um, someone told me exactly what it was called, but we're just going to stick with it being called a Marshall martini. Um, but Guys, Paul was one of those people that he just, um, I don't know, like I don't have many stories, which makes me sad, but I remember hearing something once that said people won't remember 
what you said to them, but they will always remember how you made them feel. And Paul always made me feel love protected and cared for. He was very much like a father figure to me in many ways during my one year in Minnesota. He made fun of me for the fact that I knew no farm terminology. When you grow up in a concrete jungle, like I did in a city, I don't know what a combine is. Okay. I I think I've learned it. I don't know if I really have, but um, you know, he just, he just made me feel great every time I was around him. And I'm very grateful that I was able to, uh, have him for one year as my coach. I wish it could have been longer, but I, it's one very important year, one very impactful year that I've had in my life. So going up there, it was homecoming week. And I think it was what seemed like probably the first time everyone's been able to get together. And there are girls on the team that or I guess that team program that I know some people I don't know, but it was nice just to all be together and to talk about him. And they printed out this, um, the, this thing called Paulisms, and I'm not going to read all of them because there's too many. And I do talk about some of them in my conversation with Terry, but I'll just pick out right now. What is like the most ridiculous one? Um, And Paul kind of talked like this. He's like a jackass in a thoroughbreds game. Um, if you have time to make hay, make hay. <laughs> she could have cracked walnuts between her cheeks. This one is a good one. Where is it? Oh, God. Um, oh, no, I can't find it. There's so many. There's so many. But it, it just it was fun to go around into. Oh, hungry dogs hunt best. That's the one. Um, but again, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to read all of them because truthfully we could be here all day and breaking them down. And to be honest, I don't even know what all of them mean, but they make me smile because I know it came from him. You'll hear some more of them as I talk to, uh, my coach, Terry, but the truth guys is Paul probably not probably should have been a part of this conversation with Terry and I, he wasn't there. However, I know his spirit was there. I know his spirit was there at the tailgate surrounded by all of us. And, um, you know, I'm just grateful that I knew him truthfully. I really am. And I think the overarching theme of the conversation that I have with Terry is on, um, is impact and how people can impact you in many different ways. And it's amazing how one year of my life in a small town has been the most impactful year of my life thus far. You never know, guys. You just never know. So that's the theme of this conversation, and we're going to get into that. However, before we do, I got three quick things for you, okay? Stay till the end after the conversation, all right? I have a tip for you that I think could help you a lot. I'm also going to share um, – my favorite Paul story and why October 22nd that is coming up is a very important day for me Two, follow us along. If this is your first time, it is bar talk with Jenna across the board. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, 
Uh, we have a website coming soon. Stay tuned for that. Uh, but however you are listening to this, uh, whatever podcast subscription, uh, get, subscribe and leave a review. If you are able to reviews help more than, you know, guys, especially as bar talk is growing a beautiful baby, leaving a nice little tidbit of a review means the world to me. So from the bottom of my heart, if you could do that, I would so greatly appreciate it. And then lastly, guys, it's fall. It's beautiful out. And what is the one thing that I always have in my, in my house? That is a candle. And the only candle I trust to have in my house is from LYW. LYW standing for light your way. Guys, LYW is more than a candle. It's a way of living. It's believing in yourself along the journey that you are on and that no matter where you are on your journey, LYW is reminding you that there is always light. Oh, I love this one. Okay, so it's orchard, bright apples, orange peel, muddled wine. Oh, beautiful. And uh, what I like too about this candle, guys, is it is the uh, the firewick. So it has a nice little crackling sound, which is just like really nice. It feels like, you know, you're at... Um, just like at a campfire, you know, it's beautiful. Okay, guys. So LYW is kind enough to go ahead and give you 20% off your next order using promo code bar talk 20. So head on over to their Instagram page, which is at LYW candles or their website, which is lywcandles.com. And don't forget to use the code bar talk 20 at checkout to get 20% off your next order. And then guys, I love a nice handbag. I really do. And my favorite handbag is the Margot Page handbag for all year wear made with durable and recycled materials, sporting events, concerts, things are changing. The size of your purse is changing. If they, and ladies, we know, like, let's be real. We got a lot of shit to carry. You know, I got my lip gloss. I got my hand sanitizer. I got my mints. I got my phone. I got my backup charger. I have my charger. I have my wallet. I have cash. I have my keys. I probably got like floss in there too. You know, like ladies, it's, it's your, your bag is a wonderland. Okay. And sometimes you can't fit everything into the small size that some of these venues are requiring you to wear. What's great about Margot page is that all of her bags are, um, ready to go and they are, um, like approved for all of these festivals, festivals, concerts, venues, you name it. She's got it. Okay. And my two favorites, the one that I wear, that's like a perfect, like going out is the clear fringe crossbody has a nice little zhuzh to it. If you know what I mean. And then the clear tote is an absolute staple of mine. It's, it's a, it's a little bit bigger. It fits everything. There's a nice little black bag inside. So you're able to hide things so it can still look put together. But if you need to take everything out, you absolutely can too. So guys, Margot Page is going to give you 10% off your next order using code BARTALK10 at checkout. You can go ahead and head on over to her Instagram page, which is Margot, M-A-R-G-O underscore page, P-A-I-G-E, or her website, MargotPage.com, and use promo code BARTALK10 to get 10% off your next order. Guys, let's go ahead. Let's get right into this. Ladies and gentlemen, without absolute further ado, my conversation with my former college coach, Terry Cohen. All right, well, where's your beer? We got to cheers first. It's over here. Well, get your beer. I like that I can finally share a drink with you now, and I, and I don't have to get in trouble for it. 
All right. Okay, so Terry, it has been eight years. I can't believe it's been eight years since I've been. That's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Um, and as we were like coming back and I got here, I was like, oh my God, I was like freaking out. I was like, the town looks different. I don't even know how that's possible because it's still the same. Um, but what's changed in the last eight years? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think the, you know, Marshall's grown and yeah. um, the university, I think, has done a nice job of improving you know facilities and mm -hmm. that type of stuff even though our volleyball court is still in the same place those bleachers are still the same yes they are <laughs> they they've been promising that we're gonna have them fixed or change well they that should whole because thing. you're the only sport here that's good still right <laughs> put the money where the you money said that is. i did i'll say it i mean read the stats it's not i'm not incorrect i'm not incorrect you're just so smart I, I mean, I'm such a smart cookie, Jerry. Such a smart cookie. <laughs> so a lot's changed. Um, I was thinking because I like these these mics. No, I like the the beer. The being drinking. able to drink when I talk to you. You're a little bit more relaxed being able to do this. I like it too. So I'll tell a funny story that I t that I shared yesterday to share for everyone who's listening. So obviously, when I was here, I, I enjoyed the occasional drink from time to time. I think you had your inklings about that as someone who grew up in a bar. Um, but it was off. It was the spring ball, and I had gone out with Devin, and someone must have snitched and told you <laughs> say that. And, and I remember laughing because you had sat us all down, and you were like, guys, we have some you know, booster members that are really um, upset, and they've seen underage players out drinking and you wouldn't make eye contact with me <laughs> and I just kept staring at you and I was like Terry this is like all internal thoughts I'm like there's no one else on this team that's drinking besides me you can just look at me and you can just say it's me because there's no one else that's doing it so now the truth comes out now how many years later eight years <laughs> it took eight years for the truth to come out oh my god um Okay, so I'm I'm curious because one of the things I like to talk about is like like what people do on themselves and like improving like themselves and their growth. How do you feel as a person you've changed since you've started coaching? Well, I think the older you get, the smarter you get. Okay. Um, you have a better handle on what you're doing, and when you're young, yeah. You you know, it's easier to, you know, yell at kids or whatever. And um, and it was kind of interesting because I had coached high school in girls basketball and girls volleyball for 26 years. And then all of a sudden I jumped into at the university mm -hmm. playing at the college level and um are responsible for players who are going to be playing. Right. And um, I was a little curious of what was going to happen in that. Mm. And we just kind of increased the expectations of what we were going to be about and that type of thing. And um, over 18 years, you get, you just pick your battles mm -hmm. and 
we still take care of things that are not good things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't happen very well. We do a good job of recruiting, you know, good people, good good kids. Yeah. And, um, you know, and you, as a coach, you get excited about the people you have. And it's not just because they're good volleyball players or whatever, but um, one of the things that I think of when you left – the day you came and told me that you were going to be going back to Chicago, I had a tear in my eye because I, I just enjoyed you so much, and um, that was hard for me to, you know, I didn't have anything great to tell you or anything unique, but yeah. I just really in, enjoyed that. And, you know, Paul and I were always going to hunt your little bar down in Chicago and but we never got that chance obviously right. yeah. so. but um, no, I think what's fun is like a day like today mm-hmm. you got people you know the college kids don't obviously want to hang around me or Tyler <laughs> right um, but it's just good that you you know you you build a relationship with players Mm -hmm. as different people yeah and it's not just about being a volleyball player no there's so so much more yep there's so much more but i think there's something to be said about um the lessons you learn as an athlete that you can't replicate like like you learn them playing the sport but then they carry on into life in different areas that you never would have thought and I know for me, at least, my biggest thing was, like, you can't teach work ethic. You either have it or you don't. You have to have that, like, inner willingness. And I think as an athlete, sometimes it's um, ingrained in you to, like, want to win and to want to succeed, you know, to be whatever you're doing in life. Um, but I know that's what's helped me in my, like, my next chapter was, like, taking what I learned as an athlete of, like, you knew what it took to win we wanted to win these were the steps you had to take to win i want to win in what i'm doing so you have to take the steps to do it to win um so yeah i don't know if that makes sense but it's it's interesting what do you feel is the biggest um like lesson you hope the girls take away from you when they leave you know that we tried to accomplish the most that we could Mm -hmm. and realistic um situations and it's not you know it's not you you don't get to pick winning a national championship every year or whatever but uh, make them understand that they can do more than they think Mm -hmm. a lot of high school coaches don't push kids very much yeah and because of parents and stuff like that they Mm -hmm. don't want to do that Mm -hmm. whereas we're we take this seriously yeah so they just know what our expectation is Mm -hmm. and um when paul was here that certainly helped Mm -hmm. because we were you know almost attached at the hip yeah and how we went about things yeah and it's kind of gotten to be that way with um with 
Tyler. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's been with me for 10 years. Oh, wow. And that's really nice to have someone that you have comfort with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's he's usually pretty quiet, but this year he's gotten after some of our kids. And I thought, okay. I told him, I said, Tyler, you're yelling more than I am. <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah. That's saying something. Well, man. I have mellowed out a bit. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So for the people who are either listening or watching, there will be people who know who Paul is and people who don't. How would you describe Paul? Paul is um, was the best friend I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I stole him away when I was starting high school coaching volleyball which I didn't know anything about and girls basketball and I kind of talked him into his sister was playing on the first year I was coaching volleyball and he was a volunteer football coach assistant and I said why don't you come you want to watch your sister anyway yeah so he did and we just ended up being best buddies and um, had lots of discussions about uh, athletic stuff and teams and stuff like that and same thing kind of happened when I went from the high school setup to the college setup and um, he was done with administration in high school and he said I called him up and I said Hey, why don't you join me? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know enough mm-hmm. for these college kids. I said, I'm sorry, that's not true. So, um, and what I loved about Paul is our kids loved him. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. And he was so giving and such a wonderful person. And um, that's a void we've dealt with Tyler and I've had a hard time without Paul yeah and um, you know we keep as we see one of his daughters here (laughs) and then Marlene's over there and she's um, you know we try to keep her in touch and with stuff and it's good to have her here for matches and stuff like that yeah Um, Cause she's out in the middle of, you know, farm country and by herself for the most part. Yeah. So, but that's worked worked well. And the irony of it, I had pictures. Sandy was digging through at home, and there was um, when I was at Milroy, Marlene was a sophomore. That was the first year, and. Um, Paul was coaching. Okay. And um, I showed our kids the Paul pictures, how he looked. You know, they don't know him from that many years ago. Right, right. And anyway, he, uh, we just laughed at showing him that. And then I told him, I said, guess who this 22 is? And no, I don't know. It was him. I said no. I said no. He had the bangs and uh, Paul had bangs. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. 
and he was skinny as all can be. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna need this photo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need this photo. I got him somewhere. Okay. Um, but Marlene was the sophomore at the time. The, at the time. Oh my God. And so, you know, there was he was just coaching continually. I yeah. mean, with with me and and when we got him to come to the university it was our kids just loved him yeah and they have nothing but great memories about him yeah it's amazing how much a person and a place truthfully can impact your life and i always say when i came here i needed to be reminded that there were still good people in the world because i came from such a bad situation my freshman year and that's what Marshall represents to me. Is like that there. It was that reminder from like God that like there's still good people out there. And to me, that was you and Paul. Like no joke. And I always remember, you know, like I think you know I, I struggled. I I was still recovering from my injury and uh, trying to like put the past in the past and just be focused on the present. And Paul would come up and he's like, so have you ever checked out? You know Barry's schedule, and I was like, "No, I haven't." Why? He's like, "They're two and twenty-four. They suck." <laughs> you know? And so, like, there'd be like little things like that that he would do, and I'm like, "Only Paul, man!" Like, he oh, always was great at talking to. He always sensed that okay, we need to maybe give this athlete some, you know, TLC. Yeah, yeah, and and so. Um, that was funny and speaking of that I remember when I picked you up at the airport mm -hmm. and we were coming back and I took you on back roads which you couldn't <laughs> not a clue I had not a clue <laughs> and here we're going through rural Minnesota yep and we um, you got when we parked here mm -hmm. on campus you said my number might be a little wrong but it was close you go oh my god we had seven road, road kills that we saw <laughs> I still tell kids that <laughs> I for some Miss reason roadkill I enjoy I enjoyed roadkill there's not a lot of roadkill in the city yeah well yeah. I thought of that that made sense too but I oh I still use that, tell people that. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, my I was thinking back like to my favorite uh, Paul memory, and obviously it's like, again crazy crazy how much can happen in a year. Crazy how much impact one can have in a year. And we were at Concordia, and it was for the NSIC conference championship, and we beat Concordia. And I remember having one of those like moments that you have in life where you just kind of just sit there and you just take it all in like you remember everything and I was taking it all in and I was sitting in the back corner of the of the court and just looking and we had just won and he came over and he put his arm around me and he was like can you believe where you were a year ago and I was like and I started crying and I was like no and he just like gave me like the biggest hug and it's like it's crazy to think how much can change in a year and it's also crazy to think how much like one year can change you and impact you and I think and, and I and I'm always so grateful for you this time this place this program for the impact that it's had 
in my life because there's just people that leave an imprint in your heart and you you just can't you just can't like you can't fake it it's either there or it's not and it's always here um so this place always has a, has my home like it's always in my home it's always my heart um so coming back like yesterday i it was like i was like wow this feels this feels right like how does this feel right when i'm a girl who lives in like a concrete jungle you know like it's crazy it's I crazy. remember when Paul would abuse you about your white socks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So either by the See, time he would get the upper hand now, but he left too soon. Well, either by the time this comes out, we've either somehow made a miraculous comeback and beat Houston for the for the ALCS series, or we're done, and I'm really sad. <laughs> but um, he, yeah. And I was just like, you, I think you guys never asked me, like, how do you like the White Sox so much? And I was like, because that's my college town team. That's my backyard. Like, that's my team, you know? But, yeah, he used to make fun of me for it so much. So much. I feel like you did, too. But I understood. It's okay. <laughs> you had your twins. You, you enjoyed watching the twins. I enjoyed the Sox, obviously. Well, to be honest, you don't get to have many female athletes that are on your team that you can talk about baseball. Yeah. Because most of them don't even know what baseball is. I know. I um, know. So, and you were a diehard. Oh, so yeah. that's what I, that's why we never let go. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. So much fun. Um, okay. So moving forward now, like you guys are, you guys won today. Yesterday's game was rough to watch. Not because of you guys. It was just rough. We'll, we'll keep it PC. Um, what do you hope for the your girls to take away this year off the court? You like know, like nothing to do with the game, but just like as, as human beings, what do you hope? We're always trying to reach the farthest goals we can. Right. And one of the things that is, you know, important is we just keep trying to make them better. Yeah. And... Um, you know, a lot of kids nowadays aren't used, they're not used to being coached, no. one. And um, they're just playing because they're very good athletically and that type of deal. But I think we, we have a real tough nine match span ahead of us now. Okay. And every one of those is a game we can win, or a match we can win, or a match we could lose. Mm hmm so obviously we need to win the majority of those to if not more than that to stay in the top part of the conference and or rankings nationally right and so those are things that are helpful and um you know we you know we have to stay healthy mm -hmm. um and so we'll just keep plugging away we you know, had that northern game that we just gave up stuff that I thought, oh, wow. Mm. Um, but we just need to be better yeah. at what we're doing. Yeah. And I like our team. I, they're good kids, and they um, learning in the as we go. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. And um, this time has been fun. Yeah. To have you guys around, all the alumni. And yeah. And then getting to play two matches where we win. So. Yeah, two matches where you win. Today was a fun game to watch. There, you, there was a sense of uh, 
like urgency and grit and I thought that like they just played like like again I love defense like obviously that was my that was my cup of tea but like watching them play defensively I was like oh I like this man they just like don't let things fall you know and that's 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 the to me that's how you win like you need to have defense or it just doesn't matter you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah I like your defense a lot but talking about today Terry I have a bruise on my forearm I have a bruise on my forearm from playing today I'm old. I have a giant bruise on my knee, and I'm telling you, I'm going to be in an ice bath probably tomorrow because I'm going to be in so much pain. So much pain. Well, you just need to play a little bit more, I think. I just started back up, and it's... It's, it's, it, How do you a think lot that body's going to feel? There's a lot of rust, okay, on the body <laughs> when it comes to this sport. Because you could be in shape, but volleyball in shape is like night and day. It's like night and day. Okay, a few more questions. I want to know, because I know Paul always used to do Coors Light with olives. Why? Well, he would always say, you know, I need to get, um, I don't want to put salt in, I want salt in the beer. Yeah. But he, he would, he started putting olives in. You know, we would order at Shays, we would order, you know, a pitcher of beer, and they'd give us a cup of uh, olives. And Paul would, and Tyler drinks the juice of it, ish. So it's it's a, it's like, for lack of a better word, it's a hillbilly martini for Tyler. Well, I've never had a martini, so I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, mart- I, it's martinis vodka, and you got some olive juice, and you get your olives in there, you know, but now you're doing beer, so... Yeah, so he would pour yeah. it in his beer, and he'd eat some of them. And when the doctor said his blood pressure was getting up a little bit, mm-hmm. he'd say, oh, well, I shouldn't have these. But he'd always <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, what has been the best piece of advice oh, you've ever been given in your years of living? Boy, that's a hard one. I must have to think on that. Um, I'll drink. You know, I think the thing that was would be the most. You know, it's hard to, um, as far as my work goes. I don't even like calling it work because it's not really work. It's just something that I like doing. And, yeah. Um, I enjoy working with young people. Mm-hmm. I think they keep me younger. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just think that that's just something that you got to deal with. And, and you know, I think maybe one of the things that would stand out to me would be you just have to have faith in younger people and and not give up on them. And, you know, sometimes, you, you know, there's good reasons why things happen or whatever. But I just think being a good person and and I enjoy these players coming back yeah. and, like you guys. And, and it's just fun to see that. I mean, and, and get to relive what we kind of our time in in 
the path. Because when it's all done, yeah. it's really not that important. It's just what you think you need to be. So, yeah. um, you know, I think treat, I try typically treat people decent. And, um, you know, there's probably some players think that I don't at times in practice. Well, you, 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 you coach with a lot of tough love. You do. You're a tough love guy. You you cuz you know what it is? I think you know what could be. You see the you see the the the, the could be's in people and 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 like the potential in people. So I think it it's frustrating to you when it's not there for some people. Yeah, I guess what does bother me is when I think when we're coaching anyway or teaching for that matter. Mm -hmm. Um that you push to get better, mm -hmm. and everybody can do that. Yeah. Um, in the class I teach, it's kind of the same thing. It's an intro to ed class, and um, hey, if you're going to be a good teacher, you need to figure this stuff out. Yeah. And, and realize how important that is to the impact you could have on lots of people yeah. in the future. So. That really doesn't answer your question really good or really well, but um, I don't know. I've I've done this for a long time, mm -hmm. and how many years now? Um, let's see, forty-three years. Oh my lord, that's a long time. High school and college. It's a lot of players. Yeah. Yeah. High school kids, I mean, the there's a difference in high school kids or players versus college. Yeah. You can have more of a grown-up conversation with with college kids. Yeah. And you see, you know, all the moms we have out here now I with know. little ones and um, I know. It's just the how it evolves, and I think that's cool. I I enjoy just seeing our players back from all sorts of years. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, I know we got well, we got a mini brook. Yeah. Looking the, at us, we have a bun in well, the we oven. Got three, the three Burmeister sisters. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And one baby. One baby. Yeah, and it's it's just nice to see everyone back together, and even like girls I've never played with, but there's a sense of just I don't know community and family like with, that's just like really cool to have and be a part of, you know. One thing that I think you need to understand too, as a um, as a person, is we we always talk about Tyler and I about and Paul about um, our the the impact that past players have brought up mm -hmm. and and they take a lot of pride in that they mm -hmm. want to be one of those people yeah and you can see it that's why they come back yeah so i think that's cool it is cool okay before we end do you have anything you want to ask me 
I'm in the hot seat now. I don't know. Maybe there's something that you got to ask me. <laughs> you got me choked up. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It just kind of happens sometimes. Are you still working at your bar? Yeah. Yeah. It might won't be Paul and I, but it might be Sandy and I. I like that. I want you guys to come down. I want you guys to come down. Because she needs stuff to do. So. Yeah, come down next sock season. We'll go down. We'll go to a game. We'll have some fun. We'll get you some true Chicago food, and you get to meet the whole clan of, of, my, of my people and my small town, honestly. Like, Bridgeport is a small town like Marshall, but obviously different, you know, Um because I remember when I would talk about it, you were like, you act like you know everyone. I was like, because I kind of do. Like, it's just, it's the you same. You just had a lot of people go to your bar. We had a lot of people go to the bar, and the bar becomes your family. The bar becomes your community. It's just, it's weird, man. But, yeah, I'm still working at the bar. Still working at the bar. Well, it's been a blast to see you. It's been so much fun. So we're going to end on, I got it in my back pocket. Hold on. We got this last night. But I will be keeping with me forever these Paulisms. I'm obviously not going to go through all of them because there's way, way too many. Um, what's your favorite Paulism? Oh, there's too many. There's too many. There's <laughs> yeah. way too many. And see, I knew most of them. Um, Is anyone what? in regards to me? Can I ask that? Um, no. Okay. All right. I don't know. If you might have got it at some point, but yeah. it would be... It's been used more than once. <laughs> okay. Um, when Tyler and Rafton mm-hmm. started together, yeah, and we would go to Shays and have a pitcher beer or two mm-hmm. or three, yeah, and we would. Paul would sit there and he'd say, or he had come up with one of those Paulisms, and. Rafton and Tyler would write stuff down that he said. Stop. They no dead serious. Um, absolutely. <laughs> and there's some good ones. There are some good ones. Like there are more people in Antarctica in the corner of the volleyball court. Like couldn't hit the water if they fell out of a boat. <laughs> I. It's just. It's so hard to pick one. It is. I mean, you'd have to almost do a top five or top I, ten. It's, it's it's hard. Like a man's got to I'll tell you the first one I like. Okay. Okay. Well, this is an obvious one, because he always said this. They are all sisters. sisters. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did. Um. It's like a cow pissing on a flat rock when raining very hard. Um, I think my favorite on that is if you don't stand for anything, you will fall for any for everything. Yeah, and I, I haven't that one. I haven't got that one, and he used that a lot. And and I think. That that's that's life. That's like I don't know. You just gotta have a backbone. Without a doubt. And yeah. the, this was one I had heard before, but he used a lot. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut, a nut once, once in a, in a while. <laughs> and a while. 
and we the t-shirts we got when we went to um, nationals and finished second was we had t-shirts practice shirts hungry dogs, dogs hunt, hunt better yeah hunt, hunt best yes yeah hungry dogs hunt best yeah this is I get there's so many memories there, in those I you. I can't e- I honestly I can't even imagine like it's it's great, but we'll we'll end on this note. Um, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to do this with me. Um, I know you have many many important people you could be talking to right now. Oh, you're an important person. <laughs> well, uh, if you'll raise your your, do you still have your beer? Raise your Bad beer. Part, okay. Mine must have blown away because it was empty. Right. Well, I will raise a glass to you. Oh yeah, I think it's over there. <laughs> we'll get it afterwards. Well, I'll raise a glass to you. And to this program in DePaul, and I'm happy to be back, and thank you very much for having me. It's wonderful to see you. It's so wonderful to see you. Oh, my God. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening on in. If you are still here towards the end with us, thank you very much. I'm so grateful to be able to call Marshall my home away from home, and it felt so great to just come back and just to have fun and Good God, did I look absolutely ridiculous in that cowboy hat, but sometimes you just do it and it's okay. Also, I want to give a uh, shout out right now, guys, to um, my uh, former, my other former coach, uh, Rafton. So Rafton came in and saved the day and had a tripod available. And without said tripod, I don't know what like I we, it probably wouldn't have been filmed it the, the audio would have been there no problem but it wouldn't have been filmed so Rafton thank you very much and guys um if anyone is looking for some really cute like DIY stuff and just like needing some like home inspiration you are going to want to check out Rafton's Instagram page okay it is Rignell Ranch R-I-G-N-E-L-L and then Ranch R-A-N-C-H I am obsessed with her stuff. Um, It's house and humor. She's hilarious. So Rafton, thank you very much for letting me use your tripod. I'm so grateful. I really don't know what I would have done because your girl forgot a tripod when she was flying in. So thank you very much. Okay. um, I said I had a tip for you guys. So I want to go ahead and share said tip with you. And I actually learned this from one of my former coaches who Let's be real. I can't fucking stand. That being said, she was a great teacher. And even sometimes the people you can't fucking stand can be the best teachers. And she said this to me once. uh, She goes, our brains don't process the word no. So the example is when I was serving a ball on the end line and you're back there and you're mentally saying to yourself, don't miss the ball, don't miss the ball, don't miss the ball. Your brain doesn't hear the word that the don't. So all it's hearing is miss the ball. So guess what happens? You miss the ball. So you have to change the verbiage around to serve the ball over, ace the ball, hit it here, hit it there. So that might sound a little silly, but you can use this this phrase in everything in life. When you use the word no, Again, your brain doesn't process it, so it's actually not hearing what you're trying to say. It's hearing the opposite of it. So figure out if it is the don't miss the ball, okay, 
and then your brain is hearing miss the ball, you have to flip it to the positive. And the positive is serve the ball over the net, get an ace, hit the ball here. Okay. It's a silly example, but I think you guys get where I'm going with it. So take your time when you're, you know, trying to figure things out throughout the day and you're having those little conversations with you and that voice in your head. Remember, you don't comprehend the word no. So flip it. All right. And then I want to tell you guys about my favorite Paul story. Okay. So when I had found out a year ago that Paul passed away, it was a a Zoom funeral, which uh, funerals are already rough. Zoom funerals are rough. And after that funeral, I made a promise to myself that every October 22nd, I would have a drink in his honor. So when I was at Minnesota, my sophomore year, we ended up winning our uh, conference championship and we beat Concordia St. Paul, who was, I guess is, I'm I'm not really, I'm not following volleyball as much these days, to be honest. Um, But Concordia was like the top dog and we beat them at home. And the year prior was a really rough year for me for a lot of reasons. And it was one of those moments where you just kind of, you take everything in. And I was standing in the left back corner of the volleyball court. And I just kind of was looking at everything. It was one of those like moments where you just literally take in every, every inch of what you're looking at. And I remember looking at the rafters, looking at the people, looking at the net, looking at the court. And I just was smiling like, like that soft smile. And Paul came up behind me and he put his arm around me and he said to me, can you believe where you were a year ago? And I started to cry and I said, no, no, I can't. And he gave me a big bear hug. And uh, that is, is, will always be one of my favorite stories, my favorite Paul story. So this episode is coming out on October 21st. And on October 22nd, I will be drinking a Coors Light with olives. And I'm going to ask myself the question, can you believe where you were a year ago from now? So that's what I'll be doing Friday. I'm very excited. It should be really funny to go to a bar in Chicago and ask for a Coors Light with olives because I don't know if anyone's ever heard that. But it'll make me smile. So I'm okay with that. All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this conversation today, to listen on in, to share it if you choose so. And I hope you take the time today to realize that we have way more in common with each other than we have different. I'll see you next time. Take care. Hey, everybody, it's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here.